Hey, Husky Nation, Mike Martin with RealDog.com. Day one of Fall Camp 2022, the Kalen DeBoer era is underway. And Trevor Mueller uh, from Fourth and Inches uh, Network was there covering the practice for us. Uh, Trevor, um, let's just talk about the weather and the atmosphere before we go getting into all the kind of nuts and bolts of things. Well, first off, Mike, it was uh, fitting that the first day of fall camp is one of the worst days that we've had in the last few weeks here when it comes to uh, it was chilly uh, and it rained a few times. I, I got my backpack a little bit wet, but uh, it didn't stop anybody from it looked like having a great time. Um, the music was was not loud, but I can tell you that Coach Jamarcus Shepard and Coach William Inge were the loudest people out there uh, during stretching. And warm-ups, they were high-fiving anybody with a pulse. Um, they ha- they were looking like they were having a great time. And the, it looked like all the units were just feeding off of their energy. It looked like everybody was ready to play. And you could tell people were flying around, having a really good time, getting to their places. Uh, and even Kalen DeBoer in his press conference talked about how the difference between fall camp and spring practice is everybody knows where to go. So the effectiveness, uh, the efficiency, I guess I could say, uh, around getting to their spots uh, was really high. So you saw a lot of kids having fun at that point. Well, you know, and it's interesting that we say fall camp and it's uh, we're still a month and a half away from it being fall. But, um, right. you, you know, the the coaches, uh, they the thing that I like about them is they don't tear people down. They they really <laughs> they'll get in your face, but it's building you up. Come on, you can do better. You, you know, the, the, the positive side of things. Um, what did you kind of think about Jamarcus Shepard uh, and his approach? So it's funny you mentioned how they, uh, they don't uh, break people down the loudest and the most frustrating, uh, the most frustrated I heard him uh, was during some one-on-one drills with, uh, quarterbacks throwing to uh, a receiver and a DB one-on-one uh, and a walk-on from uh, my neck of the woods from Skyview High School, Mason Wheeler, uh, made a really nice over-the-shoulder catch. Uh, and, and and as he caught it, he, he fell to the ground. And that was the loudest I heard a coach as he told him to stay on his feet. Uh, and then, he, and then of course, he went back and said it was a great catch. So uh, there's, there's teaching, there's uh, discipline, but it's also, you know, it's it's a lot of excitement and a lot of positive energy uh, around everybody in the program. Okay. And you mentioned uh, catching some balls. Um, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Cause that's, uh, I hate to bury the lead. Let's not get too far into this before we talk <laughs> about the quarterbacks. That's what everybody is interested in seeing. It's a, it starts out as a three horse race, but I think in uh, a horse number one, it sounds like Penix. Yeah, it really is. He's absolutely the leader in the clubhouse. He had the best day when it came to uh, the 11 on 11 scrimmages, the seven on seven scrimmages, um, you know, doing some of their drills, uh, DeBoer put them on the opposite side, farthest away from the media. So you really had to pay attention to see what was going on. But uh, I can tell you the development of the quarterbacks, especially the two that have been here, uh, has improved uh, the footwork, the way that uh, especially Sam Heward moved through some of the drills. He looked really good. 
And then Dylan Morris's arm um, has gotten more explosive, especially in those intermediate routes across the middle. But yeah, it's Michael Panks' job to lose right now. Um, the way that he moves, he throws on the move. He had two of the most electric touchdowns of the day, both being flush from the pocket, one to the left side, one to the right side of the end zone where the first one, uh, it was over the shoulder catch to Jalen Polk. And then the other one was uh, just a dart right in between uh, the safety and the cornerback um, to Roma Dunze. So you, you saw, though, that, that already – um, the grub effect on uh, the two Washington quarterbacks from last year, it, it, he's already kind of um, moved them up uh, from where they were last year. 100%. Um, I, you even saw like one of the tough parts for, and, and I guess I'd start this by saying that uh, Michael Penix was running with the ones playing against the ones defense, uh, Morris, the twos, and then, uh, uh, Sam Heward was on the practice field with the threes. Um, Dylan Morris probably had the toughest, uh, uh, situation because the two's edge rushers were Savelle Smalls, who looks really explosive, um, and Zion. And, um, he was getting moved around quite a bit, uh, but he was able to set his feet and make some fire, some balls across the middle that, um, you know, it, some of the comparisons to maybe Jake Browning, he's, he's got a stronger arm than Jake Browning. And uh, I think that that's going to keep him in this competition. Wow. That's, I'm actually surprised with, with hearing that I'm, I'm, you know, that, that the two defense, it sounds like it's ahead of the number two offense, but it sounds like they were still able to counter punch uh, on the one offense with uh who who were the edge rushers was it jeremiah martin and it was jeremiah martin trice and braylon trice you're correct and they also uh, i gotta tell you that that was the position group that that really showed out i think impressed me the most uh and and kaylin DeBoer later in his press conference talked about how they really jumped off um the screen ever since he got here um it was a group that um he was unfamiliar with obviously when he got hired but um, they just continue to impress him as they go. Um, but with that being said, you know, Penix was able to get out of the pocket and make throws um, at a higher clip than Morris was. Morris did take some sacks. Okay. And with, with, with those two guys back there, you got to expect that, um, that you're going to have something like that where he's going to take some sacks because if ZZF isn't getting some sacks, uh, that's kind of, you know, what we feel is one of the keys to returning to prominence before that defense. Um, the one thing that you mentioned, though, is Savelle Smalls looking explosive. Let's overall look at how explosive the team looks this year and how physically fit, because we've seen a change in the, the physique and the body type in the um, – height weight speed ratio what did you see just from overall just from how the team looked yeah the team they look um most players on the roster um dropped weight uh over the spring term with uh, ron mckeefrey at the helm and uh what it showed is a, a lot of athleticism that um especially like watching the offensive linemen do their work um 
when they were doing some dummy drills, the way that uh, some of the guards were pulling, they looked a lot more nimble than what we saw last year with those big hulking offensive linemen that had a hard time getting to the rushers that were on the outside. Uh, and then, you know, having a Jackson Kirkland, who's more healthy, of course, helps with that. Um, some of the other guys that uh, Voitanufi dropped quite a bit of weight uh, and he looks just as, you know, as fast as he did when he was uh, playing against high school kids. I mean, he's, he's really explosive in his movements. Uh, and then you move to the outside to some of the skill players, uh, the, the, their ability to stop and start. Uh, and in some of the younger guys that you know what you're going to get out of Jalen McMillan and Roma Dunes and Jalen Polk. But uh, a couple, you know, JB's Tanay uh, can stop on a dime. Um, and, and that's just one of those things when it comes from development and, you know, becoming more explosive. And Kalen DeVore even talked about how McKeefrey and his staff do things to help these guys uh, get into better physical shape and, and be as athletic as they can that the kids don't even know that they're doing, whether that's some of the nutrition aspects of it or, or some of the workouts that they're doing. Um, but the kids are noticing it as well. Yeah, and, and the thing that that I think you, you were seeing is how they've transformed them, and you can see what, with what they're doing how much you know the, his value to the team overall. To where um, where you have he twice being named the strength and conditioning coach of the year. So I, I think that he's, he's the man of the hour, man of the, the first day of spring, because I think they really jump off the page now when, when you see what they can do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, you know, it, it, one of the heaviest players in the conference last year was Ulamo Ale and there's still he, the target weight they said uh, was about 330. He's not quite there. But that's what he can do is he can take a, a big athletic body and create uh, a more athletic player that, uh, you know, frankly, for this defensive line is going to be huge uh, going into especially that Michigan State game. Yeah. Now, um, for your money, uh, you're, you're getting mugged in a back alley. Who are you going to have uh, at your back, Jackson Kirkland or Ulamu Ale? <sighs> Uh, okay, um, man, uh, you're going to feel really safe with either of those guys. But as of right now, uh, the size and speed of Jackson Kirkland and his proclivity to be a pass protector, I'm going to feel pretty good being that guy right there. How did he look uh, fully healthy out there? Um, I think so. Uh, it's really hard to tell with uh, offensive linemen. It, it, not that they weren't getting physical per se, but you're still, you don't have pads on, uh, but it looked like he was moving pretty well. Um, the other one who was out there that was, was looking good on the offensive line and who was running with the ones was Roger Rosengarten. He looks, uh, he looks the part of a, uh, an all pack 12 sized tackle. All right, let's move on to positions of need. And can you believe that we have not even mentioned running back um, or linebacker? Um, let's look at the running backs first, what bodies were out there? Who did you see that was looked like they were full go? So, um, there was a whole, there, you know, he even mentioned that there's five running backs that he still hasn't even seen yet. Um, and the first, the first 
first team was the transfer, and I'm looking for his name right now. Um, Wayne Tualapapa got the first team reps. Cam Davis uh, got the second team reps. Uh, So we saw a lot of those guys, and uh, it's really hard to see how effective they are (laughs) when there's no hitting going involved because you you see the 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 defensive players kind of do that arm up uh, form tackle kind of thing where they they don't make contact because at this point in the season at this point in camp you're not trying to make contact. Yes, um, um, he looks he looks explosive. Um, Cam Davis looks uh, Cam Davis has slimmed down a little bit. Uh, I think that uh, he's at a, a really really good rate weight right now. He's uh, six foot two hundred eight pounds. Yeah, I think that's. I think they wanted him between uh, two hundred five, two ten. So yeah. I think that's a, a really good spot for him right there. Let's move to the other side of the ball at the linebackers. Uh, who was there? Anybody stand out? Um, yeah, and that's another one where you have um, you you have a position that's you know heavy on the hitting and. So we got to see them in coverage a little bit. Uh, they all looked, they all looked solid in coverage uh, when they were there. Uh, it's really hard to tell, uh, other than coach mentioning that uh, defensively the the linebackers were consistently uh, where they were supposed to be on their assignment. So uh, I'm going to take his word on it that uh, that the linebackers did well from my untrained eye and not knowing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with what coach says, uh, running with the ones was Cam Bright, uh, and Alfonso Tupatala. And then, um, uh, um, uh, Christopher Mull and, um, uh, and Carson Bruner were running with the twos. Okay. That's the inside backers. Um, yep. all right. And now let's move to the defensive backfield losing, Three guys, one with Cincinnati, one with Kansas City, one with Chicago, Bookie, Trent, and Kyler. What's what's the defensive backfield kind of look like from an overall perspective? Uh, are they – you're not going to have the speed of Gordon. You're not going to have the vision of uh, McDuffie, first day of camp. But who looks like they're ready to fill those – yeah, Jordan Perryman looked really good today. He covered well. Um, not a ton of balls went his way. Uh, Michelle Powell had some ups and downs today, I would say, where um, he was really effective in some spots. Uh, the over-the-shoulder touchdown to Jalen Polk uh, was over him, and he did uh, – I mean, it would have been called a pass interference uh, during a game. Uh, but, you know, they bounced back really well. They were really active. And then Dominic Hampton at the Husky position um, – looks the part he's he's he stands out in the defensive back room uh, as as a as a bigger guy uh, and he covered really well today uh, i think he's going to be really special for this husky defense this year any asa turner sightings oh yeah he was in, he was with the ones with um alex cook uh they covered well as well they were uh you know playing that backside right there and and um uh, did their job. And what about uh, like Zakari Spears, 
uh, Dyson, McCutcheon, some of those uh, younger guys? So they were running with the threes, Dyson, McCutcheon, and um, and, uh, and Zakari Spears. Uh, the twos um, were looking at uh, 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 Devon Banks was one of them. And Elijah Jackson was the other one in that situation. You also saw uh, from the defensive backfield, you saw uh, uh, Julius Irvin in there as well, and Ka- uh, Cameron Fabushianen. So uh, that's kind of your twos, your threes. Uh, then, are, then are your um, uh, the guys that you mentioned there with uh, some other younger guys as well. Now, did they swap out quarterbacks and put uh, Morris with the ones, uh, Heward with the twos, Penix with the threes, kind of check things out? Or did everybody pretty much stay assigned to their groups for the day? Yeah, so for the scrimmages, especially the the beginning ones, um, Sam would go over to the practice field with the threes. um, And and then Penix was with the ones exclusively with uh, Morris at the twos. Um, what we did see is at the end, uh, you saw it get mixed up a little bit uh, for the final drive for each quarterback. Um, of course, Penix again went with the ones uh, where he uh, connected with Roma Dunze for the final touchdown of the game or the day. Uh, Morris uh, ran against the twos with some threes sprinkled in there. Uh, and then you saw Sam Heward going against uh, a, a, a mix of different players where his final throw was a, um, a crossing route to Giles Jackson, who had, I thought, a really, really good day with how explosive he is, how unguardable really he is cross middle for uh, a first down as uh, the clock expired. Are we going to see out of Giles Jackson sort of the Sean McGrew that we thought we they were going to do um, the last couple of years? I think you're going to see more of a, a slot receiver. That's uh, that that is an exclusive receiver. Um, I, I guess you could see a little bit of the jet sweeps, but I don't know if they've ever utilized a guy like Giles Jackson. You know, the one that uh, from when Washington was on the rise, you'd always hear the Chico McClatcher. I guess that would be close to what maybe he is. Yeah, but I think he could be a better receiver. Okay, all right. Um, overall, um, other than Penix, what? player offensively stood out and what player defensively stood out? Uh, defensively, uh, I, I thought that Braylon Trice had a, a fantastic day um, getting to the quarterback often and, and really disrupting uh, the stuff that the offense wanted to do. Um, offensively, uh, I think it was, I think it was Giles Jackson. Uh, he got open all the time during, one-on-ones and, and, and during the scrimmage as well, it seemed like he had about a 10 yard cushion whenever he was on the field. So I'm going to go with those two. Um, you could make a case for Jordan Perryman as well. I thought that he had a great day, um, so, but I'm going to stick with those two. All right. Uh, they were in shells, helmets, uh, no pads, not able to take anybody to the ground, but it sounds like athletically this is, probably one of the more gifted teams uh, where they're able to, to really kind of tap their potential that we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah, I think so. I, I uh, watching the team play uh, 
loose uh, and, and just let their athleticism uh, shine today was was really a fun thing to watch. I think he just wrote the headline. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for us. One final thought from you, Trevor. Um, this offense is going to be much better than what we've seen over the last few years. Well, hey, I hate to say that it could get worse, but uh, <laughs> but there you go. All right. Well, that will do it for us. Uh, thank you, Trevor, and go dogs. Go dogs.